Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. AM The Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Greetings on a Friday morning. Well, it looks like that snowfall is in the rearview mirror as far as weather is concerned. I'm Pam Youngke. So glad you're along with us. Partly sunny skies on the way today will warm up to around 28 degrees. Then we turn the corner for the weekend. Sunshine on Saturday, 41 Partly sunny skies on Sunday, 43 degrees. Even the front part of next week, temperatures stay in the mid to upper 30s. We'll talk about snowfall reports and also get the latest uh, temperatures when Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, joins us in about 15 minutes. A couple different stories we're bringing to you this morning. Wisconsin has got an award winner when it comes to environmental stewardship. Who's Hold Herefords from Oakfield picked up one of seven awards recognized by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. We're going to find out about their environmental stewardship philosophy and how they keep that operation rolling forward. And this is the time of the year when Wisconsin's maple syrup processors get busy. You can imagine that's what's happening right now. And Stephanie Hoff has an update for us on that. Lots of good news coming your way. Stick around. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is the direction that the world is going. I know our customers really have to look at the bottom dollar. This needs to financially make sense, but this is one of those rare things that really, it's not just nice for your wallet, but it's also nice for the planet and for the earth. And uh, it's pretty fun to be part of it. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. We talk all the time about taking care of our farmers, taking care of our mental health, taking care of the physical health. You know, we always talk about the physical health. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Mental health is so important. I caught up with Jeff Ditzenberger, and he has really experienced a lot of things firsthand. And he's gotten through it. And I want to explore a little bit about what are some of the things out there for farmers. As far as what we've got available for the farmers now, one of the great things that we did with Tammy Baldwin's office a couple of years ago was to, part of the farm bill uh, has uh, some budget in there to get farm vouchers or get vouchers, farmers can call the uh, Wisconsin Farm Center and get a voucher from them to where they can actually go to see a mental health specialist. Uh, it's very easy to do. You basically call the Wisconsin Farm Center tell them what's going on. They don't ask a lot of questions. It's not one of those things where, you know, you need to worry about somebody showing up on your farm and, you know, maybe hauling you off in one of the white hug-me coats, as we affectionately call them in the mental health world. Uh, and then also the Wisconsin Farm Center now has a 24-hour hotline that um, people can call. It's manned by a, an actual uh, uh, mental health specialist, um, and there's no charge to that. And then the other thing is, is simply 988. Uh, 988 is now the uh, National Suicide Hotline, which is great. We fought and fought and fought for a lot of years to get that switched over. And when you want to talk about government red tape, I mean, us farmers are used to that. But there was a lot of things that went into that. And um, and then within my, organ my own organization, TUGS, which stands for Talking, Understanding, Growing, and Supporting, 
we've got a few people that are available that are farmers that understand that language. Uh, we're also talking to a lot more of the uh, mental health professionals and explaining to them what hundredweight means, what you know, return on investment is, what yields are, what drought means. I mean, there's so much of a, a disconnect from the from the the counselors and the consumers to the farmers that we're trying to bridge that gap and, and help them understand, you know, that farmers speak a little bit different language than, than everybody else does. And we need to understand that language in order for us to help them out. Well, you led right into my next thought of what are you guys doing to get those mental health providers kind of up to speed? I've actually spoke in front of uh, over 200 of them not too long ago, 200 um, um, mental health specialists um, that uh, came up to me afterwards and were like, we never understood. Like farmers would come in and they would say things like, you know, I'm only getting $14 a hundredweight for my milk and we don't understand what that computes to. And then, you know, I kind of break it down for them to what the comparison is. Like if you were working at a job and getting $19 an hour and then all of a sudden you're getting $14 an hour, this is the kind of things that farmers deal with on a regular basis. And the you know the, the 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 challenge for farmers is too is that there is so much that we can't control in this environment. Uh, the weather is one of the biggest factors, and you know I'm always like, even when I was still married to my wife, I'm like, why can't we just build a dome over this 150 acres and regulate our our temperatures and all that kind of stuff? And we know that's not obviously going to happen. Um, but there is also a push too from a state standpoint, and I think at a national level. Uh, I know I have some conversations again with Tammy's office about, you know, trying to get some more education out there, you know, maybe some grants and stuff to, to, to kind of get that, that gap to be bridged. Um, the other interesting thing that I've noticed, too, is like a lot of the speeches that I give, the number of producers and farmers that will come up to me afterwards and say, hey, can you come out and talk to my guys? Hey, can you just, you know, can you come talk to our, our FFA group or can you do this? So there's, I think there's a, a little bit more of that conversation wanting to happen the stigmas are still there don't get me wrong I mean we've got a lot of work to do but I think you know we're starting to kind of maybe get that little bit of water over the bridge to where you know the conversations are actually starting to happen now and that's to me that's probably one of the biggest things that we can do Um, I teach QPR which is question persuade and refer which is like CPR for mental health and uh, I've had quite a few different groups that have reached out to me you don't have to have a uh, any kind of letters behind your name to learn that. You know, my mom says I have BS behind my name, but apparently it doesn't stand for Bachelor of Science. But, uh, you know, you can just take a, an average, average ordinary Joe like myself and, and you can save a life with, with that kind of training. And, and I think that's one of the things that's really, really crucial is that we get that into the, the ag groups and the FFA groups and the 4-H groups and that kind of stuff and, and get them out there talking to, to not only the neighbors, but their own parents, their own grandparents, their own brothers and sisters. And you were talking about outreach. Are there any new ideas and plans for more organizations getting involved? Not really right now. That's one of the things. I mean, I've had people call me and say, you know, what, you know, tell me your philosophy of tugs. Well, tugs is basically based on my Navy career uh, about a small ship helping a big ship out. And so, you know, that's what our tagline is. Even big ships need little ships sometimes. Um, And I think, you know, that to me, people have said, businesses have said, well, we kind of like to model something internally within our company to do something like that. So, you know, we've been kind of trying to do that from an, out, from an outreach center or an outreach uh, uh, ideology. I mean, right now in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Farm Center is probably your best bet to at least get, you know, rolling the ball rolling in the right direction. Uh, and I will tell anybody out there listening right now, 
first of all, if you're suffering, you know, my heart's with you. You're not alone. There's those of us that see you. Uh, you know, you matter. Uh, farmers out there, I mean, without you guys and gals, we don't eat. And you can't see me on radio, but I like to eat. <laughs> so my mom says I have a face for radio. Uh, anyways, um, but, you know, please just reach out. Call the 988 number if you have to. Call a neighbor. If you're a neighbor who thinks that, uh, you know, your neighbor is maybe struggling, maybe the farm doesn't look as nice as it normally does, or maybe things don't look like they're getting taken care of like they normally do, you know, stop over and just have a conversation. Uh, it's a lot easier conversation to talk about someone's mental health and suicide, suicide ideation than it is to have a conversation at a, at a funeral or a visitation after they've taken their own life. Well, you talk about starting the conversation. Any tips on how to start that conversation? It's really pretty simple. You know, in QPR, we talk about the question, and that's it's simply ask the question. Are you depressed? Are you feeling down? Are you suicidal? And the thing of it is, there's such a misconception out there that so many people think that if you start talking about suicide with someone, they're going to get more suicidal. I will tell you, in the six weeks that I planned my suicide back in the early 90s, if somebody would have just said, hey, need to talk for a minute? We probably wouldn't be having this conversation because the course of my events in my life probably would have gone in a different direction. Um, and and if, if you're a person who thinks there's someone who's struggling and you don't want to ask the question, and I get that. There are people that are just scared to do it, and I totally understand that. Find someone that will. Find someone that will go with you. Go, go with friends. Take, you know, take a couple people. Grab some donuts. Quick trip are my favorite. Glazers are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, take a little chocolate milk out and just you know, have that conversation. And, again, I will tell you the tougher conversation is not – talking to them about what's going on in their life. The tougher conversation is the one that we have after they're gone and we didn't do anything about it. And the one tagline that I like to use when I sign off on the show is, remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Does that kind of fit right into having the conversation? That is, and, uh, you know, my, one, of my taglines, one, of my, one of my taglines is, it's okay to not be okay. Guys, we can talk about our feelings. I know it sounds uncomfortable, but we can do that. Um, and the other thing is, is that, like on my email sign off is in a world where you can literally be anything you want. Please be kind. And, in, you know, an ounce of kindness goes a long, long way. Um, you know, tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, you look nicer. You know, tell people that you appreciate them. And, and uh, you'd be surprised how many how many lives we come in contact with every day that you can change with simply just a few kind words. And you did mention tugs. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So Tugs is my nonprofit that uh, I started back in 2015, which happened because of a blog that I wrote for Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation that they weren't going to publish. Uh, for those of you that don't remember what blogs were or don't know because you're too young, that was a thing we used to do on the Internet, and they were pretty popular, and we would go viral with them before we started posting TikToks. Anyways, um, when I gave the speech for uh, Guys Night Out at Madison-Dane County Safe Communities, um, I was talking about how the ship that I was on had to have a tugboat get us into port safe, or if we broke down in the middle of the ocean, they would come and rescue us. And I was like, why couldn't life be like that? Like, what if you're, a, what if you're struggling in the middle of the, middle of the day, in the middle of the day ocean, and you could call someone to come, to come help you out? And, and uh, on the way home, I said to my, my buddy Scott, I says, dude, I want to start a nonprofit. And he's like, 
you already farmed. Do you need another one? And I was like, no, I want one with like less government regulation. Also a lie. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, late that night, I came up with the, with the idea of tugs, talking, understanding, growing, and supporting. Uh, even big ships need little ships sometimes. And the ideology behind it is that basically you find someone who's, who's unbiased, who's going to give it to you straight when you need to be given it given straight and who's also going to be there in those you know those times of trouble and i'll give you an example scott my friend scott is one of my tugs and i i called him one day and i says dude i'm so i'm just fed up with my lunch today and he's like why and i says because it's leftovers and he's like you like leftovers he says yeah but it's been leftovers two days in a row and he's like well who packs your lunch i'm like my wife does he's like pack your own lunch and i was like what like the audacity of you to say that. But then when my, my buddy Rich, who I farmed with for quite a few years, uh, got brain cancer the first time, and I was sobbing on the other end of the phone trying to get the words out, all I heard Scott on the other end say was, I'm here, dude. I got you. I'm here. Just, it's okay. Let it go. Let it go. And that's what we need. We need, we need people who are going to be honest with us, who are not going to coddle us, but at the same time, when we're having a bad day, they're going to validate our bad day, not give us toxic positivity and say, oh, you know, somebody's got it worse than you or chin up buttercup or it'll get better tomorrow. Those are things you can't guarantee. And there's nothing that's more annoying when you're having a bad day than for somebody to come up and say, oh, you know, somebody's got it worse than you do. They probably do. But right now, my problem is the biggest problem in the world. And I want somebody to just say, you know what, I'll sit here, I'll listen to you, I'll do whatever you need me to do, you know, but let's, you know, let's work through this. And make some connections. Definitely. And that was Jeff Ditzenberger. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker. I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. 
From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a finally Friday morning, we need to take a look at this weather, not just what happened in the past 24 hours, but we also have to kind of pivot and look ahead to next week. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Mutker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning. So I think we got a little bit more in Madison than I maybe expected, and uh, it came all day yesterday. I don't know what it says officially at the airport, but Buck was guessing yesterday somewhere in about the three, maybe four-inch range. What did you get up by uh, the thriving metropolis of Eden? Well, I'd call it an inch or two, but it drifted and blew a lot. So, you know, there there are still bare spots on the yard and the driveway. I can report that there were many multiple vehicle collisions on I-41, anywhere mm-hmm. south of Fond du Lac, down toward Germantown yesterday, uh, down around the 28 exit south of Lomira. A lot of problems with slippery roadways and the like. I mean, look at snowfall amounts that I have in at least this morning. Uh, Reedsburg in Sauk County, 2.7 inches. Jackson in Washington County, just east of I-41, 3.5 inches yesterday. And it came along with some winds, and it was a very slippery precipitation form. And that's what we're dealing with as we get started again this morning. The snow's pulling away. Yes, there's really nothing much on the radar to talk about maybe a flurry or two in far eastern Wisconsin, more of it into lower Michigan and Indiana pulling away. A lot of snow going to head toward Maine. I hear they're expecting close to a foot today. That's not our case. In fact, high pressure has been wedging in out of the southwest, and that's why I expect we enjoy some sunshine, a little cooler than normal, not as mild as it has been. In fact, even a little cooler than yesterday, but then we start to turn it around. The weekend, in fact, warms up really quickly. A small system's going to slip east near the U.S.-Canadian border and extend a warm front through here. So winds become southwest already late today. And then we start to warm it up for the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Only three companies control 95% of the market for large tractor production. When monopolies capture the market, they take advantage of family farmers and restrict who can repair their equipment. That cuts into farmers' bottom line, and laws must be passed to protect our right to repair. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible, but farmers need the right to repair. And we can't get there without fairness for farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, Stu, talk to me. It looks like we're going to turn the corner pretty quick, though, as far as temperatures, huh? Absolutely. Today, a little cleanup day where it stays cool, but tomorrow and Sunday, it really does warm up. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather update is for a sunny day today in the upper 20s. The north wind still this morning, 5 to 10, becomes southwest as we head through the afternoon. That signals a little warm-up. Clear overnight, still in the upper teens, you know, that's normal or above. Southwest winds 5 to 15, could gust to 25. Mostly sunny Saturday. Here comes some warmth. Upper 30s, 38, 39. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Sunday. Very low 40s with the southwest winds at 5 to 15. 
But I'd say looking ahead, Pam, uh, Monday, midday afternoon could be a little light snow, a little more likely Monday night. And later next week, later Wednesday toward Thursday, could add up to some snow and a snow event once again. Is primarily southern Wisconsin, or are we thinking statewide by later next week? Later next week could spread the state. Uh, There could be something in far northern Wisconsin late this weekend that we're not going to be bothered by. All right. We'll catch up with you on Monday and see what transpires. All right? All right, see you then. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Friday, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Again, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit Compure.com. One thing about this weather, it's time for maple syrup production. Stephanie Hoff's going to join us with a quick update on that one. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Staying connected with Wisconsin agriculture from your phone is now easier than ever with the Farm App. It's your source for the latest news, weather, and up-to-date markets. Catch up on our daily podcast and join the conversation on the topics that are directly impacting you. You can download the Farm App in Apple iTunes or Google Play stores by searching 97.7 FM The Farm, or you can visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Can you predict the future? I can't. That's why when I'm planting soybeans, I treat with Heads Up Seed Treatment. With more than 15 years of research, Heads Up offers proven protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome. So no matter what the year throws at you, you've already taken that first step to be prepared. Don't let your beans suffer from disease when they're just starting to look their best. Tell your seed dealer you need Heads Up Seed Treatment. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. 
we make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Ten minutes ago up at Forbes.com, I see Rob Reichel, a new article out. Where do odds makers believe Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing uh, next or this coming year, Robbie? Yeah, you know, and they've changed quite a bit, although they don't move as dramatically right now as they were a week or two ago. But Las Vegas has clearly become the favorite across the league, Evo, um, with with gambling sites and, and, and the fine folks in the desert that – that let's be honest, a lot of times they have information that nobody else has. And that's, that's how these odds get, get set and built. A lot of people turn and look to Vegas first these days when, when they're looking at, at things like this, because you, you don't build a place like Caesars by getting all these bets wrong. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're winning these bets and they're, and they're cashing them out and they're building their next monstrosity in, in, in that wonderful, beautiful city of evil. And uh, no, so Vegas right now is, is, is the front runner with, with most people. And, and actually, even at you know minus three hundred is the latest I've seen, which means you know you've got to bet thirty bucks for those you know who don't who won't you know the layman out there who don't totally understand gambling. You got to put down thirty bucks to get ten back. And uh, you know, so Vegas right now is kind of a prohibitive favorite. They they got they moved on from Derek Carr two days ago. I think it was on Valentine's Day. Um, that, that, that nice way to you know, <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss their franchise quarterback goodbye yeah, right. and send send him on his way, right? And uh, you know, it, it obviously would, you know, set up the storyline of, of the reuniting with, with Devontae Adams. And, you know, the, those those two were posting pictures a couple of years ago about their last dance. Well, you know, maybe, maybe their dance isn't over, Evo. Maybe maybe they've got another dance in them. So right now, Vegas is the favorite. The, the Jets are second. Um, I think they're at like plus 200, which, which again means, you know, you you, you put down 10 bucks, you get 20 back. And everybody knows the backstory there. Nathaniel Hackett, who failed miserably in Denver as the head coach was, was, was Rogers offensive coordinator for three years in green Bay. He's now the OC 
with the Jets, and um, they missed they missed badly. It appears with, with Zach Wilson, and they'll move on from him and bring yeah. in a veteran this off season. So Vegas is number two, and then or I'm sorry, the Jets are number two, Evo, and then and then there's really kind of a, a dramatic drop from there. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Tennessee, kind of all in that range of you know about plus fourteen hundred to maybe plus two thousand. So the, the the Jets in Vegas, the prohibitive favorites, the clear cut favorites. Again, all these bets are is the Packers aren't even included in this Evo, so all the bets are kind of sure, off, sure. out the window if he winds up back in Green Bay, which I still think is a distinct possibility. I don't think I don't think this is a given. I don't think it's a clear cut that they move on from Aaron Rodgers, but. But kind of by the day, I'm leaning more and more to thinking Rodgers will be in a different uniform. Yeah, we, Rowdy and I kind of leaning that way, too. Like, at first, I'm like, you know, from the press conference for the final game, I'm like, well, he maybe he's retiring, but I think he's coming back. And then I'm like, I think he's coming back, coming back, coming back. And then this past, you know, what, week and two weeks and change, I've been like, I don't know, man. I think he might be wearing another uniform this coming year. So... We'll see what we have in Jordan Love, I guess. And then uh, who was out there rowdy championing for Jordan Love in the media cycle the other day? Uh, well, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones talked very highly of him, and and obviously his facial expression made me believe that he thinks Jordan Love can be a quarterback in this league and has some pretty good talent. And then we saw that during the year on his on his live, was it TV show, uh, Devondre Campbell talked up Jordan Love's abilities and uh, Dalian Levitt also was on that same show and was talking about it. Now, some of those guys are closer to Jordan Love than others, like Levitt played with him in college, or some of these guys are, you know, buddies with them. But just by how they talked and how they looked when talking about him, they it I believe that they, they're either genuinely happy for Jordan Love, that he's going to get a shot, or that he's really a player. Well, and I think I mentioned this to Nelly last week, Ebo. Um, you know, the, the buzz at the Senior Bowl a couple weeks back with, with a lot of the journalists who were down there that I that I talked to who were covering that was that Brian Gutekunst is going to be all in on Jordan Love. And we'll, we'll see. You know, there's there's still going to be a lot of hoops that have to get jumped through. And, you know, the, the trade would have to be made and the contract would have to probably be adjusted. And, you know, salary cap wise, they've got to make a lot of things work. So it's, you know, it, it, it's going to be a lengthy process. I think if they eventually, if both sides eventually do decide that, that, that it's going to be a better fit for Rogers in 2023 to be in a different uniform, but it's not, it certainly sounds that, that the buzz around the league is that Brian Gutekunst is ready to turn the page and, and he wants to see what he has there in, in, in the guy that he took, yeah. you know, not, not only drafted in the first round Evo in, in 2020, but he moved up to get him and, and it, and, and it's, and it's, and it's time to find out. And, and, and Nelly made a couple of good points there. You know, a lot of these guys on the team saw it day in and day out in practice. Rough hands, dirty boots and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I know we may struggle with this winter-like weather, but I'll tell you what, there is a sweet spot in Wisconsin for this time of the year. Stephanie Hoff's got details on that in just a minute. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Today, partly sunny skies on the way. Not much better, though, than 28 degrees. We warm up tomorrow to around 41, and Sunday, partly sunny skies, 43 degrees. So today is the 17th day of February. Let's see, on this day back in 2002, a Wisconsin skater took gold at the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, Utah. West Allis native Chris Whitty won the gold medal in speed skating's 1,000 meters 
at the Winter Olympics. What's interesting is that she was recovering from mononucleosis, and before Witty competed in ice skating at the Olympic level, she was a professional bicyclist. Chris Witty from West Allis took home the gold on this day back in 2002. On this day in 1863, the precursor to the Red Cross was founded. The Committee for Relief to the Wounded was created by a group of citizens in Geneva, Switzerland on this day back in 1863. On this day in 1992, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer jailed for life, convicted of murdering and dismembering at least 17 young men and boys. That happened on this day back in 1992. Happy birthday to legendary basketball player Michael Jordan and Paris Hilton, 42 years young today. And now you know. I know it's it's difficult this Wisconsin winter. One day you like it, the next day you're fighting it. But I'll tell you what, it's busy time of the year for some folks that depend on this erratic weather. Our Wisconsin maple syrup producers, Stephanie Hoff's got more on how their season is beginning. Steve Anderson is the third generation operating Anderson Maple Syrup in Cumberland. They package about four to 5,000 gallons a week of maple syrup for several area producers, and then they ship it all over the United States. Steve is also the president of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association. He's got a great perspective on harvest yield predictions. He starts with a status report on what's happening in the woods. The big producers, those, those people that can't go out today and tap their trees and gather the sap tomorrow because they're, they're too big, it takes them two or three weeks to get everything ready to go. Most of those places have started across the state and actually across the country. And so they're probably shooting to be done and ready to go by the end of February. Um, maybe some of them are probably closer to being done than others. It's kind of like any kind of farming. Some people are more on the ball than others. It's a difficult year to know. We got so much snow early this part of the state, and so we never got a lot of frost in the ground. And then other parts of the state, they're over by Green Bay. They have no snow at all on the ground, and they've they're actually gathered a little bit of sap. I don't think they've cooked anything yet because I think it's just a very small amount. Generally, when sap comes early in the year like this, you know, before March, it tends to be a little bit thinner, not quite as sweet, and so it takes more cooking and Sometimes it's not worth gathering at that point, but then as the season really starts to go and things start to thaw out the ground, any little frost that is in the ground does come out. That helps That helps with the trees producing more sap and, and moving it through their system. So when I think of gathering sap, I always think of March, but February's been the month to do it recently. Yeah, it's for the large producers. The large producers, that take several weeks. Their goal generally is to be ready. This year, I'm guessing most of their goals is to be ready by the 1st of March. A lot of times, it's more like the middle of March. The seasons are getting earlier every year. Um, Last year was more fit into what we would call an average season, where the first, in our area at least, the first production was around the 20th of March, 20 to 25th of March for the first production, and then it went, you know, the rest of March and all of April. Or most of April, and that and last year was a really good year. There was a lot of syrup produced last year, and now this year we're kind of getting back to that, what looks like could be an early season, and that doesn't always bode well for the crop. When are conditions right? What is the the perfect weather for tapping trees and collecting sap? There's two answers to that question. Tapping trees has always been, especially for those guys that take several weeks to get everything tapped and ready to go it's always had to be a little bit of a guess. 
And with new processes like the tubing systems with vacuum on them, they can tap earlier and not have any problems with their trees holes sealing up because they're sealed tight with a with a system that's not allowing bacteria to get into the tree. Where the old type metal spout, you drill your hole in the tree, you put the metal spout in, now that that hole is still kind of open to the air because it can pass through that metal spout into the tree and that allows bacteria and that bacteria is what causes the tree to heal up. When we put a tubing system on the tree, it's sealed and the tubing is sealed all the way through the system so it's much more difficult for that bacteria to get in the tree for it to heal. So the tree, the tap hole will stay fresh longer. And so the big producers will tap early and then make sure they're ready when the season gets here rather than wait until the last possible minute to have the freshest tap holes they can have and then miss the first week or two of season because they waited too long. Somebody that's a hobbyist, you know, I always say, you kind of watch the weather. You look out about a week ahead. Make sure that you've got temperatures that are well above freezing. You know, 33 degrees, 34 degrees, most of the time isn't enough to get the trees to run, especially at the beginning of the year. So you're looking for something where you're hitting a 40. And then we want it to freeze hard at night. But in order for the sap to actually run, the trees also have to be ready. You know, and part of that is the sun has to be higher in the sky. There needs to be a little bit more heat coming off the sun, which in February, we're still in a pretty cold month. So generally, there's not a lot of syrup made in February. But like I said, it's getting sooner. So first of March is not unusual where it used to be the 15th of March was kind of the, the go day. So as you start seeing, we talk about donuts being created around the base of a tree. That's the snow around the base of the tree is melting away. So you kind of have that, your roots are starting to get exposed. That's usually a sign when that starts to happen that you know, we're getting close. So then you look at the forecast and say, yep, there's, looks like there's four or five days coming of 40s and 15 at night. That's perfect conditions. It's time to go out and get our trees tapped. The bottom line is that it'll depend on the weather. But he does say that there was enough maple syrup produced last year to prevent any shortages this year. Anybody interested in maple syrup can check out wismaple.org. Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association President Steve Anderson says they're always looking for new member producers. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. They're a sweet way to look at Wisconsin's weather. I'll tell you what, nothing real sweet about the markets right now in overnight electronic trade. We're quiet, trending lower. Right now, we've got December corn trading down about a penny at 5.92. November soybeans are up a penny at 13.84. July wheat right now down a penny, 7.79. Barrel cheese gained a penny yesterday in Chicago, 154 and three quarters. Well, double A butter and 40-pound block cheese were unchanged. March milk up a dime right now, 17.74 a hundred weight. April milk six cents stronger, 17.95 a hundred weight. Don't forget. Tomorrow, the beginning of National FFA Week, we'll be celebrating it in our special way all next week, right here on the show. Up next, talk about celebrating a Wisconsin beef producer recognized as one of the best in the nation when it comes to environmental practices. We're talking with Jerry Huth from Huth Pold Herefords next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you, 
are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, at least those chores will help keep the blood rolling. We're going to see daytime highs today not much better than about 28 degrees. We improve on Saturday up to 41. Sunday, partly sunny skies and 43 degrees. Pam Yankee, so glad you're along with us. I do want to remind you, coming up next week here on the show, we'll be focusing in on our Wisconsin FFA activities. Tomorrow's the beginning of National FFA Week. And, of course, Wisconsin does it upright, talking with some of our state officers about their planned activities. That's coming up all next week. Well, we really want to pause and congratulate one of our Wisconsin beef operators. During the National Cattlemen's Beef Association annual meeting down in New Orleans, one of our very own was recognized as one of the top seven regional winners in the Environmental Stewardship Award program. The award, the honor going to Huth Pold Herefords and SNH Livestock Enterprises out of Oakfield. Jerry Huth is the patriarch of that operation and the one that's continuing to look forward not only to conservation plans he's got in mind, but also the next generation of beef producers at the Huth operations. I got a chance to visit with him during the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association's Winter Conference and asked him to tell me more about the farm and more about the philosophy that drives him to be such a good environmental steward. Well, first of all, Herefords uh, started as a 4-H project that went amok. And uh, uh, as a young kid, my dad got me involved in 4-H. Uh, actually, we started out with uh, a fellow, an Angus producer, owed my father some money. Uh, and uh, he, so he took three Angus heifers. Uh, I decided to try to rope one to halter break it. Mm. Uh, shortly thereafter, I got into the Hereford business. <laughs> uh, the docility, the fertility, the ease of handling, uh, all leads to, to, to me to the Hereford breed at, 
Uh, they are tremendous operation uh, cattle that I work with. Uh, just uh, enjoy uh, working with Herefords. Sure, it's That's, always been Herefords. Yeah. Now tell me how the farm. Tell me about the farm. You've got a slightly. You've got two different enterprises. Tell me a little bit about how it's been developing. Yes, uh, there is two operations on the on this one farm, Hoothpole Herefords, which is a registered seed stock operation running Hereford cattle. Then there's S and H Livestock, Sharf and Hooth Livestock which uh, is a commercial base operation. It's a two breed rotational between Hereford and Angus. Mm. Uh, that's basically Josh Scharf's uh, baby, uh, but uh, I'm a partner in that also. How many acres, how many head total, Jerry? We have, uh, we, between what we own and what we rent, we rent about 800 acres, but uh, we run a 150 cow calf operation. Okay, all right. Now you've been recognized as one of the best in the nation by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association as an environmental steward. People think that it's something you just did when you get that kind of award, but you've been kind of committed to this way of raising livestock and managing the land for a long time. Absolutely, we've been rotationally grazing since the 1980s. Uh, we've seen the benefit both economically uh, and environmentally since then, uh, just a tremendous way to raise, raise uh, uh, cattle on a, on a cow-calf operation. Uh, it, uh, something is in the back of our mind is that, you know, I am so blessed that the Lord let me, gave me the opportunity to manage a little bit of his creation for such a short period of time. And I wanted to, it's my responsibility to do the best job I can do it. And it's always in the back of our mind is, hey, how can we do this better? And is it just about rotational grazing, or are you doing other things that people may not notice driving by? Oh, sure, we're doing quite a bit of stuff around there. Uh, our fields are minimum tilled. Uh, we have, my two sons are very active in, in, in wildlife and habitat restoration. Mm. Uh, they're big hunters. If it was up to my one son, Michael, our whole farm would be a food <laughs> plot. But uh, uh, yeah, we do a number of different things environmentally. How did it feel to be singled out as one of the seven best in the nation down in New Orleans? Well, first of all, I don't think of myself as being one of the seven best. I, I think we're very typical of the normal beef producer. Uh, if, you know, all of, if you do not, it's quickly learned by most cattlemen that if you do not take care of the land, the land's not going to take care of you. And that's uh, the underlying score of all these people here that are at the cattlemen today, and that's how what we do too. So we're, I'm just a typical old beef producer. You know, one thing that I really was uh, that I really like to see is how the Hooth operation filled the stage in uh, Nola with all of the family and partners that are part of the Hereford operation. Tell me a little bit about how you're planning for the future. And I'm not just talking about how you manage the land. Well, that's good. Well, first of all, let's talk about a little bit how I did the past is when you looked at the, the deal, a uh, uh, couple that came along with me was Chuck Schomburg and his wife, Denise. Chuck has been working for me part-time for 40 years. Uh, and before that, his father was working for me. And before that, his little brother was working for me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, we've had, uh, employee retention forever. Uh, Josh Scharf uh, came on, on board as a contemporary of my boys. Uh, my two sons and Josh are great friends, uh, stood up in each other's weddings and all that. And uh, Mike is, uh, my son is uh, godfather to, uh, to oh. Josh's uh, oldest daughter. 
So Josh started working for me. Uh, he likes the, likes the land, uh, likes the cattle. Uh, and in order to retain Josh is that I had to work him into a ownership position on the personal property on our, on our operation. So thus we started that uh, commercial cow-calf operation oh. between S&H Livestock and, which is Sharp and Hooth. How does that feel to have somebody that's got that passion for the industry kind of come to you, Jerry, instead of you having to pursue them? That felt fantastic yeah. because, uh, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Josh, I don't know if I'd be in business anymore, but uh, uh, Josh enables me to keep on going in this business. I still have a passion for it, a fire for it. But I don't want to get out and do all the work anymore. Yeah. And, that's, uh, that, and Josh uh, kicks in and gets that job done. Yep. You know, the other thing that I know you'll take pride in, just as a casual observer, boy, there are a lot of people in Wisconsin that like Hereford. Do you, have you noticed that? Oh, no. The Hereford breed is very predominant in, the, in, the, yeah. in, 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 in Wisconsin. Uh, the Wisconsin Hereford Association is the largest breed association in the state. They have well over 100 members. Uh, this year, Wisconsin is hosting the uh, Junior National in mm -hmm. July coming to Madison, uh, where, we'll, where there will be over 1,500 head of cattle and 700 exhibitors. Uh, it's, uh, uh, and again, it goes back to what fits well in Wisconsin agriculture, and it's a Hereford, it's a Hereford cow. Now, that Hereford, though, has changed quite a little bit. I remember when I had ag classes in high school, you saw a picture of what a Hereford looked like back in, let's say, the 60s versus today. That breed has evolved quite a little bit. Oh, the breed is constantly changing, and uh, uh, we've weeded out uh, a lot of the genetics that we didn't desire and, and, are, and, are, and are propagating the ones that are making us some money. Do you like how they're trying to segregate the breed in the grocery store, too, with certified Hereford beef. Well, there's everyone's trying to make their little yeah. brand. You know, you got the certified Angus beef that was running plants, but now we've got the certified Hereford beef, which is probably the largest uh, uh, branded beef program on, on the move. And uh, we're producing a quality product and trying to get it through to the consumer. Again, a big congratulations to that man right there, Jerry Huth, along with his family and partners at Huth Pold Herefords and SNH Livestock Enterprises in Oakfield, selected as one of seven regional winners for the Environmental Stewardship Award presented during the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I believe that's the first time a Wisconsin beef producer has ever been recognized in that category. Another item that Jerry wanted to point out is that the Wisconsin Hereford Association's got their spring sale coming up on Saturday, March 4th, if you'd like to invest in some of that uh, breed stock. That's going to be going on at the Fenimore Livestock Exchange in Fenimore. Want to find out more about the Hooth operation? Simple to do. Go to hoothcattle.com. That's H-U-T-H cattle.com. And that is all the time we've got for you on a Friday morning. Don't forget, through the weekend, anytime, check out our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, and that includes podcasts with many of our guests.